Getting out in nature is really beneficial for us all, but especially for kids. Being outdoors helps kids stay active, learn new things, and use their imagination. It's also really great to spend time outside as a family, bonding and making memories during that quality time together. But if you're not used to being outdoors with kids, camping, hiking, and doing other outdoor recreational activities, it can be a little overwhelming. Going to a park can be a great option for families who want to get more comfortable with the outdoors because the activities are pretty much built in. But what works for one family, it might not work for another. Yeah, you really need to try different things until you find what works best for you and your kids. So that's why we've interviewed three different guests to give listeners different ideas and perspectives when it comes to recreating outside with their families. That's right. We definitely saw that this is a huge topic that we could explore for a really long time (laughs) and still come across new ideas. Uh, So we promise to do more episodes on this in the future, I think. Don't we, Neil? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I love it. Um, But for this episode, we sat down with Jana Tinjum from... Phoenix with Kids, which is an awesome online resource. They have a website and social media channels all about activities for children, both in the metro area and day trips from Phoenix, too. Uh, We also sat down with Luna from the Moonlit Nook, and Luna has been in Arizona for over 25 years and enjoys camping, fishing, and wildlife watching with her family. And we couldn't talk about this topic without actually asking you some questions, Neil. I mean, we had to interview you as well. You have four daughters, and you've taken them camping and hiking since they were like six months old, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to share your adventures and your advice with the listeners as well. Well, I'm really hoping listeners get something out of this episode. I mean, uh, I think we all shared a lot of really cool stuff. So uh, we hope you enjoy what we put together. And if you have a family, you get some great ideas about taking them outdoors. Uh, Without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with Jana Tinjum. Let's talk outdoors with kids. Um, okay. You're, you know, Phoenix with kids. You've got some great information for families about recreating outdoors. And I think a lot of parents look to you for a great resource, um, especially those who are just sort of getting into being outside with their kids. I think if you're not used to it, it could be kind of intimidating, huh? Yes, it, I, I agree. And I, I'd like to say that we actually didn't start out as a hiking family, it, it kind of grew on us as well. I think we first took our oldest out when she was two or three and we lasted maybe a half mile and then we went home because it was too overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah first experience. So it's, I don't know. I feel like we've just kind of learned as we well, experienced it and I just made it a point to, to get out and try. You don't know what works for your family until you try it. We like to, well, so I, I call it a bribe. It's just motivation. We do donuts. That is oh, my yeah. kids' highest motivation to hike is, oh, I have donuts. And sometimes we'll bring it with us on the hike. Sometimes, okay, we do this loop, get back to the car. We have donuts. So, so yeah. smart. <laughs> nice. Bribery works, people. <laughs> it does, yes. Motivation works. You keep them in your backpack. If you can catch mommy, you can have a donut. Very cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, what other things are helpful for when you were first kind of getting into hiking or these outdoors adventures with your kids? Yeah, so we started with 
stroller-friendly trails, like accessible ones that were paved usually or the hard-packed type of gravel. And there's actually quite a few of those around Phoenix. I didn't realize how many there were at first, but, I mean, we have a list on our website of probably 25 to 30 trails that you can push a stroller on. So that really helped get us out because it's like it's not as a commitment as, oh, my kid has to actually walk. We can push her in the stroller and still see nature, get out and experience it, but it's not quite as exhausting. <laughs> right. And um, then you can bring things with you and throw them in the bottom of the stroller. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Bring donuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love that. Okay. That's a great tip. Yeah. That and restrooms. I always research which trailheads have restrooms. And if they don't, then I'll kind of research, okay, what's the nearest gas station or, you know, the nearest McDonald's we could go in. I can grab a coffee because coffee is important. And um, then we can use the restroom there as well before the trail or again, we hike or afterwards as well. So yeah, do your, do your uh, research on where restrooms are. And sometimes, you know, we'll drive an hour or even, you know, hour and a half up to Payson for a hike. And okay, we've been in the car for a while. We need to find a bathroom before we start hiking. So it, it also depends on the, the distance that we're driving to a trailhead. Smart. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that. Great tips. And the stroll, I just want to add something really quick about uh, strollers and stuff. The. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the stroller friendly trails, you can take just a regular stroller on it. And then yes. they do make off-road strollers too, that are pretty cool. They have a little bit more aggressive tires on it. If people are looking to get into a little bit more uh, aggressive hiking with their kids and strollers. Good point. Yes. Yeah. We have, we personally have a Bob stroller, which I love. Um, and that's real good for somewhat rocky terrain or even just little little rocks but um that's what we use but i've also hiked with you know your simple umbrella stroller <laughs> yep. thing and that works as well smart okay i love this so mm-hmm. maybe start off with what you have take an yes. easy pack compact trail or paved trail even and if it's something that your family's really enjoying then maybe you start investing in some other equipment to allow your adventures to go into more rough terrain Yes. And on that note, if you think your family will be hiking more or enjoys it more, um, a a baby carrier, like a soft structured baby carrier can really help with toddlers because they can, maybe they can walk, you know, a half mile or so, or even a quarter mile, but it's slow going and you kind of want to pick up the pace. Mm -hmm. I just throw my toddler in a baby carrier and we can go another, you know, mile and a half or so, two miles and she's happy. I'm happy. We're still outside exploring, you know. I like the baby carriers that are on your back, like a backpack opposed to the other ones in front, because they're just, they're so much more comfortable. And I think naturally, because they're set up to where you can carry, put the weight on your hips with the belt. So it's, uh, for me, it's a lot more comfortable. We've, we've had both the, I think the chest one was a a baby Bjorn. I think they're called. And they're, they're good for like around town and maybe some quick hikes for me personally, but I prefer much prefer to have the kid on the back. (laughs) Yes, me too. And like we've had, we had a, um, I don't know what the brand was, but it was a kind of a large hiking baby carrier backpack sort of thing for the back. And I didn't love that. So I personally love the Ergo brand, which is a soft structured back carrier. And I find that really easy to use. It's not complicated. Just you put it on, put the baby in, strap it and go. Nice. <laughs> so that might help as well. Uh, let see. So we also love hiking with friends. I think that is a big motivator for well, kids and adults. I mean, who doesn't like to talk while they walk? You know, absolutely. Um, we're part. We're personally part of a hiking group. Um, 
here in Phoenix that goes out twice a month. And I love that because I get to go to new places I wouldn't have thought of and go with friends and the kids love it. It's they're socializing. It's their learning from other kids too. Um, so yeah, find a friend, find a buddy that would go with you. And I think that helps motivate kids as well. And it is, it's so much fun. We do the same thing. We go with friends and sometimes their new friends go with us that don't necessarily spend a lot of time outside. And yeah. it is so much fun to watch my kids telling, you know, our friends and their kids about outdoor things that they've learned. Yes. And it's cause you can tell they're, they're super excited about it cause they're talking about it. And then you're like, man, they actually listen to me. Oh. They listen. <laughs> One time we hiked, um, and the destination was um, a creek, and we went with some older kids. They were probably almost teenagers, really, and they helped my kids catch crawdads. And my kids at first were like, this is like, I don't know what I think about this. This is kind of weird. But then they loved it, and they got tips. They got, I mean, they got really into it. And now, everywhere we go to a creek, they look for crawdads. Oh, my God. My kids do, too. They're, the crawdads are so much fun. I mean, they, the they pinch really sucks. Are. But there's a way to catch them without getting pinched, you know, if you just grab them right behind their head. Absolutely. Yeah. I did that when I was a kid. And how fun is that to see, you know, your, your kids learn something new from their yes. friends. And that's an experience they would have missed out on if you hadn't brought those friends along. So I love that idea. Maybe join a hiking group or just bring some friends. <clears throat> yeah, and I will add, so Hike It Baby is, um, they have hiking uh, groups all over the country, but they do have one here in Phoenix. That's where we first started. We joined Hike It Baby and we went on a couple hikes, met friends, and that was really good. There's also a lot of hiking um groups on Facebook and specifically for children and they have, you know, hike with toddlers or hike with, you know, middle school ages, children, that sort of thing. So you can, you can find people to connect with. It's, it's really kind of awesome. Excellent. That's great advice. I totally want to put a plug in. A lot of the state parks have guided hikes, guided nature hikes. And what a great thing for people who are just sort of getting their family into this. They can explore with a ranger or a volunteer who knows the park and the trail very well. And they'll be with a group who can sort of share the load, help entertain your kids, point out new things. Um, but it gives you some of that community feel that you're talking about, Jana, of, you know, you're with people and you're sharing this experience with them. Yes. Well, that's great. I knew they, the state parks had guided hikes. I don't know if we've ever done one. I'm going to put that on my list. Well, it's really that's cool great. because the, the rangers there are there every day. So they know all the, the cool mm-hmm. spots to show and they know all the really awesome information about the park. So besides being just a fun, beautiful experience outside, you're, you're learning stuff too that you can take with you forever because these people are super knowledgeable out there. No, that's great. I, I love, I love learning with my kids <laughs> and I love seeing them learn. And that's actually another thing we do on our hikes is we have what we call a nature list and we just kind of mentally keep track of, uh, we saw a bird, we saw a lizard, we saw uh, this flower and we'll often take picture. We won't take anything out of the area we're hiking, but we will take a photo and then often take it back home, research it. Oh, this was, you know, this kind of flower we saw, this was, Oh, that was a tarantula hawk wasp that we saw. <laughs> that, was, that was a very exciting. Well, I bet that, that was. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are kind of stinkers. <laughs> and I, it's funny because I remember when we were hiking, but it was somewhere in Phoenix. I took a picture and I actually sent it to my husband. I'm like, Oh, look at this cool insect we found. And he texted back. He's like, um, I don't, did you get close to that? Yeah. <laughs> no. What? And so he sent me a quick, you know, blurb about it. I'm like, Oh, 
And then it becomes an activity with your kids where you're learning together and reflecting on your experience. I love that. Yes, yes I love doing that. They, they seem to as well. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. If you were to give a piece of advice to the listeners who have young children, um, just one thing for them to think about and, and take away when they're getting ready for their next outdoor adventure with their family, what would that one thing be? that you could impart to them? Oh, wow. Um, I would probably say just try, you know, just try. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you will fail or sometimes your kid doesn't want to hike and that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And don't force them either, I guess, you know. Yes, yes. Don't force them either. I agree with that too. I mean, there's a line between, okay, let's let's do this together for, let's hike for 20 minutes. That's a good thing that we do. It's like, okay, we're going to walk, we're going to hike for 20 minutes and then come back. So it's like, we're, we're, I'm helping them try something new or just pushing them a little, but then I'm not going to make them go the whole three miles. Right. (laughs) You know? Right. But if they keep going, they keep going. You know, I, that's what I do. If they just want to, if I don't say anything and they keep going, they just keep going. Well, that's true. Yeah. And you never know when an experience might suddenly turn around. Maybe the car ride was a bit long and mm-hmm. they got a little energy or they got tired during the car ride or frustrated. And then you get out and you bring that energy with you with whatever happened beforehand. But mm-hmm. it, it can take something so little as seeing a lizard run across the path or oh, yeah. seeing a bird land on a branch nearby to suddenly change that experience. Mm-hmm. So I like that you're talking about that, Janet, encourage them a little bit because you don't know what's right around the corner that could change the whole experience for them. It, it's so true. And there's something about being outside and the sunshine and just, I don't know. It's okay to be quiet too. You don't have to talk to your kids the whole time. Just walk, just to see, you know, observe, mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just walk <laughs> and enjoy. That's yeah. good too. When my youngest was so oh, two or three months, we decided to join some friends and hike at Lost Dutchman State Park, actually. Sweet. And it's about a 45 minute drive from there. My newborn cried the entire 45 minutes. Oh, no. And, and we, so we got there. I'm frazzled. The kids are frazzled. I'm like, okay, breathe. We're going to regroup. We're going to hike and do this. We didn't even go down. I don't know, 10 minutes down the path and my middle kid was falling apart. My (laughs) oldest one had a rock in her shoe and I'm like, okay, let's just stop. Let's go back to the car. I think we had a snack and we actually left, but, and my newborn cries the entire way home as well. Oh (laughs) To me, it was like, we still got outside. We saw some friends for a little bit. We, we, I tried it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, I was okay with that because I knew it wasn't the end. It's not like I'm going to give up hiking. We just had an off day. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) Awesome. Jana, thank you so much for coming on and just talking about your family's experiences. You obviously have a wealth of resources and information on your website, Phoenix with Kids. So we will be sure to link that in our show notes so that the listeners can check out all the great information that you have. Oh, that would be great. I love, love talking about hiking. So if people can DM us on Instagram or Facebook or send us an email, I'd be happy to answer questions as well. Perfect. Do you have anything um, going on at Phoenix with Kids that the listeners should know about or look for in the um, in 2022? 
Um, yes. Yeah, so um, earlier this year, we did a series about um, best hikes in the valley, and we kind of arranged them by area. So we did a post about the best hikes in the West Valley for kids, um, best hikes in the city of Phoenix, best hikes in Scottsdale, and the best hikes in the East Valley. Um, so I, I, I think it's a good way to just quickly see, okay, these hikes are in my area. And I listed like how many miles it is and any links to for more information. So I think that would be a good uh, resource for families um, to look at for right right where they live. Awesome, fantastic! That is a yeah, good that's a great place to start and and just get into this with your family. Find out what what works for you and your kids. That's awesome. Well, we will be sure to direct listeners to that in our show note. Thank you so much, Jana. We appreciate it. Yeah, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Wow. We hope you got a lot of value out of that interview with Jana. She had some awesome tips to share with families, especially if you have younger children and you're trying to figure out what you might need for a visit to the park, to hike or picnic with your kids. Uh, Be sure to check out Phoenix with Kids and the resources she talked about. It's linked in our episode's show notes. And next, we're going to dive into your interview, Neil. Our listeners know you and your voice and have probably picked up some tidbits about you and your family since this is now, what, our third season of the podcast? Yeah, I can't believe it. I know. (laughs) But this was my chance to ask you some questions and let you share about your own family and your connection to the outdoors. I know that you were an outdoorsman before you had kids. Oh, yeah. Right? So. How did that, as a person who doesn't have children, but a lot of nieces and nephews, I can imagine that affecting what you do outside um, and how you how you recreate outside. So when you think about your time before and after kids recreating outdoors, what do you think are the major changes? Uh, planning. Mm-hmm. Like it's when you take kids outside, especially if it's for, you know, more than just one night, you know, if you go camping for more than one night, you need to plan stuff. They're accustomed to being comfortable, you know, and as an adult, uh, especially before, because I didn't care if I was, you know, cold or wet a little bit, you know, and just kind of went with the flow. But after we had kids, well, okay, so we started camping with kids when they were young in tents, you know, and they loved it. It was kind of rough when we had twins having them in a pack and play in the tent with yeah. us, you know, and then them waking up, wanting to jump in the sleeping bag and stuff. So we ended up getting a, a pop-up trailer mm-hmm. and we we still have that pop-up trailer and we're, we're, I think we're almost ready to get a new one cause it's getting kind of old, sure. but, um, it, we got a really good deal on it. You can find these things online for, um, I've seen them as low as 1500 for a small one that yeah. would, would work well, but, um, you know, you can spend like whatever you want on these things, but the, the pop-up trailer has made it so much easier to get out there and camp with them because it's, you know, kind of got the comforts of home, but we're still out there enjoying the outdoors. Right. Oh, that's a great tip. You got to kind of prepare ahead, maybe have backups of stuff. Yeah. You're yeah, right. We, if I get my socks wet, it's like, whatever, I just take them off, but yeah, you might want to have a second pair of <laughs> right. kids. Like that, uh, that pop-up has a refrigerator in it, but we don't use the refrigerator. That's their backup falling in the lake clothes, mm, you know? So right. they just have, we have a bag in there that just... <laughs> I love that you have a dedicated fall in the lake Oh bag. my gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's part of the fun thing for, about camping for kids is, you know, you're at home, it's maybe not puddle jumping time, but when you're at the lake or you're camping, like dirt is expected. Oh yeah. Getting messy is expected. And so 
Yeah, these kids like are a mess. Fun. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a mess out there. You know, dirt all over them. It doesn't doesn't matter. I mean, we you know rinse them off four beds and get it all over their sleeping bags. But mm-hmm. you know, just it's okay to be out there and get dirty. So just go with the flow. Let them let them have their fun. What are the the biggest lessons aside from so planning? You talked about how important that is. What are the biggest lessons that you learned? I'm sure there were things that. Um, came to you pretty quickly <laughs> when mm. you start camping when they were young. Like, oh, okay, this is this um, is the way we got to do this. Well, with daughters going to the bathroom outside, mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. uh, that's something they've they've all gotten really good at it. Um, and you know we're um, conscious of, of things as as a uh, sustainable recreator should be that's out there, right. you know. But they uh, they finally got their balance. There were some. There were some accidental things. So wet know, wipes are a yeah, good idea. <laughs> when we were learning. Yeah. So, I mean, wet wipes. And honestly, uh, it, when they're just starting out, some sort of seat for them to sit on. Uh, they make some that fit on buckets that have a seat on it that were good. You can cut out a, a chair and put a bag underneath it. You know, or it's, Yeah. I have to say, so if you're camping in a state park, it's awfully convenient because you have an actual potty. <laughs> you know, I, I will say that um, I started having kids before I worked at Arizona State Parks. And I think now it would be a much better deal to start out at the the state parks. And I mean, they've been to parks since, you know, now, but having those comforts right there, just starting out, it would have made it so much easier. It would have been a really nice way to introduce them. Well, that's my, how my husband and I got started camping was in actual parks with default toilets or even flush toilets. Um, and it took us years to eventually start venturing out into dispersed camping. And they're fun for different reasons. But, yeah, if you're starting out or if you have young kids, it's probably a really nice way to ease into it. Plus, they've got playgrounds at the parks and things that can keep your kids occupied and guided nature programs and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff to do. I mean, imagine a park like Karchner. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's uh, there's so much to do there. I mean, all the trails are awesome. There's the cave, the Discovery Center, the Hummingbird Garden. I mean, there's so many, so many things for for you to do. The kids will never get bored out there. And I and I I really do think that after people become used to camping and the outdoors in the state parks, it, it's okay to try out dispersed camping, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of spread your wings and see what you can do out there because there's a, a different set of challenges. And I, one thing I've learned in life, it's, it's good to challenge yourself yeah, on, on things right. like that. And especially when it's something that is has the potential to be so beneficial to the rest of your life. You're right. You're right. You know? Well, if there are people out there who are interested in, in camping and they, they're looking to try something new, maybe challenge themselves, we'll put a link in the show notes. But make sure you check out our camping resources page because there is so much great information about how to make it an easier time on yourself. You know, it, it really is a little, a little bit of planning. You set yourself up and you can have an, a much easier, more fun time. Or, you know, try our Arizona Family Campout Program. That's awesome because you're going to go as a group camping and you're going to learn how to set up a tent, how to use this gear, how to make your bed comfortable. And you're going to do some fun things too. I think that's really fun for families. They do oh, yeah. Archery and fishing. Those things are so popular. So keep an eye on the, the website and on our social media to see when they open up because they book so they fast. fast. Yeah. So, I mean, we'd like to see you get, if you want a chance to get in on that, to, uh, to do it because Louie does an awesome job with that program and gives everybody kind of a, a flavor of the outdoors and that guy's funny and laid back and <laughs> yeah. he, he's uh 
I've never been camping with the guy, but I bet he's a ride out there. They have a good time. I've yeah. seen videos and a lot of pictures of the stuff yeah. they do, and it just looks like a blast. So that's probably a great way. But yeah, I, I think starting in a park, if you're just beginning, is probably a good idea. And it's really cool that the kids are able to do this at a young age, but they're able to look at the experience as a whole. You know, and kind of cherry pick items that maybe meant the most to them, but be able to find benefits in other things that maybe their sisters liked a little bit more because there's just so many freaking things to do out there. And if you haven't had your kids outside in a situation like that, just watching the wonder in their face and all the freaking questions, you know, and I love the questions, you know, about the, the plants and the animals and just everything out there. But they're learning and they're a sponge. And if you want an outdoor buddy for the rest of your life, you know, you got to, you know, get them when they're young. Start you don't have young. to, but it's it's a, it's a really good way to, uh, you know, ingrain it into kind of who they are. Yeah. You can get on our website and there's all kinds of great information about different activities that you can do outside. And I think that if you were to pick a couple of them and get to know them and learn the intricacies of those things, like like just hiking. Okay. Hiking is, is so easy to get into, but I think a lot of people miss the boat with hiking when they're destination oriented Mm -hmm. because between the start and the finish, there's so many things that, that happen. Like I've seen people walk right past deer 20 yards off the trail, Yeah, you know, and you could, and the deer just sitting there eating or standing there eating and they didn't even know they were there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that could have made your your experience so much more amazing if you would have just stopped and looked at that thing. But they're just right. too, too focused. And, and who am I to tell people how to enjoy a trail? Well, you know? yeah, I so. mean, it, there are people who are definitely out there with a mission and, um, yeah. you know, they have a goal and that's fine. I think, you know, what you're trying to say overall is let let the trip happen to you. The time to prepare is beforehand, you know, be organized have your plans ready, have alternative plans ready, um, have a list of activities that your family could enjoy. But when you get there, let it unfold. Don't don't force anything. Don't be in too much of a rush. Every time I've gone, um, it's the trips that we, we didn't have a strict agenda where we made the best memories because the things that popped up are the things that they came to us and we loved them the most. Yeah. I mean, we go up there, the plan to do some fishing and hiking and wildlife watching, but like whatever happens when we're up there happens. Yeah. It's loose. You just have like a smorgasbord of things that you could do. And then whatever, you know, how, how, how the kids might feel that day or that time or what the weather looks like. Maybe that's what dictates you know, what you end up doing. Yeah. And we could get sidetracked for two hours on a freaking lizard trying to catch it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love it. So kind of loosen up with the reins a little bit, prepare before, but then relax when you get there. Yeah. And prepare your kids for some of the dangers out there too. I mean, that's, that's a part of it. You know, there's sharp things, there's things that bite, there's things that are venomous. So those are things that you kind of talk about with your kids beforehand, show them pictures online, let them know not to touch stuff. Pictures. That, that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, we look at pictures and video online because they had, before they'd seen rattlesnakes, you know, they, they wanted to show them what they were, mm-hmm. you know, so now every snake's a rattlesnake. But. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing about how your family enjoys the outdoors. Yeah. You sound like you have the most fun out there. It's amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to get out there again with them. They're, they're a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I'm sure they'll never forget these memories. No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Neil. All right. Later. 
Neil, thank you so much for sharing about your family's connection with the outdoors. Knowing you personally here at work, you're a laid back guy. And I think that's a huge advantage when it comes to fostering your kids relationship with nature. You're okay with them getting dirty and you give them lots of space to spread out and enjoy and explore their own unique interests outside. And it's it's working, clearly. You've got four young ladies who are nature enthusiasts, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how they continue to grow and develop their own passions for the outdoors. Oh, well, it's, it's always fun to talk about my family and how we recreate outdoors. I, I just hope someone gets something out of what we talked about today that they can use and apply, apply to their own family's adventures. Next, we spoke to Luna from the Moonlit Nook. Like we mentioned in our show intro, Luna has been in Arizona for 25 years, and she and her family really enjoy a lot of things my family enjoys. Camping, fishing, wildlife watching, hiking, and, of course, lizard chasing. Of course. (laughs) That's right. Luna was a blast to talk with, and she's going to share some personal stories with us about her kids, and she also has some great tips about setting your family up for a super fun time outdoors, including a scavenger hunt, kind of similar to what Jan was talking about. So I'm excited for our listeners to hear that. Let's jump into our interview with Luna. So, Luna, welcome to the show. Good to meet both of you today. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, we're stoked to talk about like getting kids outside and kind of how you and your family enjoy the outdoors because um, the outdoors are huge and vast and there's so many different things to do. And, you know, people kind of do it differently. And with working with you um, as a partner for the past couple of years, um, I noticed that you guys like to get outside and have a good time. And uh, you write about it in your blog, which we'll link to later. It's awesome. But uh, just kind of give us a rundown, like how you guys do the parks. Well, we definitely love being outdoors. I've been here for 15 years, and there's still so much I haven't seen yet that I would love to go see. Arizona has so much to offer. One of our favorites that we love going to is Dead Horse State Park. Oh, man. Yeah, we've talked about that. It's one of my favorites, too, and my kids. Yeah, we love it. Uh, we actually were just out there in December. Oh, nice. Did you do the zip line? We didn't do the zip line. You didn't? Oh, no, but oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I would love to do that. And I know that they also have horseback riding there. Yeah, yep. So that's something that I definitely want to do one of these next times that we go out. Yeah, it's really cool to see the desert around there from horseback, you know, I mean, any, anywhere really. It's just kind of a different experience. So do you usually camp when you go to Dead Horse or you stay at cabins? It kind of goes both ways. It depends on the time of the year that it is. Okay. Because when it's colder out, it is a lot nicer to stay in the cabins. But when the weather is a lot nicer, we do like setting up our tent and camping. We have a huge tent. So we like using it every chance we get. Tons of camping equipment. You've accumulated a few things over the years. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I've noticed that happens when it's something that somebody truly loves you know you just kind of keep getting a bunch of stuff i'm the same way i got a bunch bunch of stuff as well you know just been into it for for quite some time but you know some people don't start out that way and i mean don't already have a bunch of stuff so it's also cool to know that they can get into it for uh, relatively cheaply well and also people tend to buy a lot of stuff that they find out they don't actually need when they go camping 100%. so you'll they end fall up with for the, the gimmicks <laughs> i do, do it i do it <laughs> Yeah, so that's part of the reason why we have so much stuff. Usually we end up leaving most of it at home because we're not going to use it. Right, right. So you don't need a whole bunch of stuff to go out and have a good camping experience. Even hiking, you don't have to take a huge backpack full of stuff to go out on a hike. 
I have a small purse that I keep, you know, like a first aid kit, some basic stuff in, and then we bring our waters and we're good to go. Right. I usually end up carrying the waters for my kids in my backpack, you know. Uh, we recently got a, a new family backpack, you know, it's different from like my hunting and fishing backpack. So um pretty excited about it. And we gave it a test run at Disneyland recently, you know, so it's just being everybody's pack mule, you know. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, right. I don't have kids. Um, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And when I think about, you know, if, a, if I were a new parent and had kids, I think something that would hold me back or deter me from taking my kids outdoors if it wasn't something I regularly did um, would be meltdowns. I'd be nervous about getting out on the trail and then and then dealing with that. And I know your kids are older, but what would you say to a parent that's thinking about this? Like, yes, going outside would be a nice activity to do with my kids, my young children, but what happens if um, we lose it while we're out there and things fall apart? For us, when our kids were smaller and they started throwing fits, because, you know, when you start walking long enough, kids, they don't want to walk anymore. So it's always good, depending on the size of them, to bring some kind of a pack to put them on your back once they start to get tired. But there's other ways that you can distract them, such as looking for rocks, pointing out different flowers, that kind of thing that I typically find will distract them enough that they'll stop having the meltdown. They have bug catching kits at the dollar store that you can go pick up. Yeah. Those are perfect. We have several of those at the house <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah we did too uh last year down uh south of oracle we were camping in the catalinas and there were a bunch of caterpillars so in our one of our bug kits it was uh, one from amazon so it was like eight bucks you know and it had this little container and they put these caterpillars in there and these leaves are like dad we're feeding them i'm like oh yeah so and then like after a while they were like all eating and I was like, oh, my God, you guys really are beating them. That's cool. <laughs> it know? is really cool to see yeah. that. We've had we let that them all go. We let them all go. So what are some fun things that you've seen for your children as they've grown in the ways that they enjoy the outdoors? Has there sort of been an evolution that you can watch as a parent in your kids? I've definitely noticed that as they've grown older, they're more interested in checking out new spots with us because they want to explore as well. They want to go out and flip over rocks and look for bugs. They want to help me look for birds because they know I absolutely love it. And then when it comes to fishing, when they were younger, they didn't necessarily want to do it because fishing can be boring for children. But now that they're older and actually starting to catch fish, it's kind of like, yeah, let's go outside. (laughs) And this last time we went out, my daughter was actually the only one who caught fish. So that made her even more excited to want to go out because she's like, yeah, I got one over on you guys. (laughs) Uh, No sibling competition. Like, my kids have like these weird competitions, like who caught the biggest catfish or who caught the biggest bass. And then they'll hold on to that for years mm-hmm. because uh, one of my daughters caught a really big catfish like three years ago and none of them have eclipsed that one yet. So she still holds it over them. <laughs> oh my God. I have one of those from when I was a kid. I went out with a friend of mine and her grandparents and I was the only one to catch one that time. And so... Ever since, I'm like, yeah, I was the only one to catch one. <laughs> right, right. Nice. <laughs> so you definitely do hold on to stuff like that. You remember those. They're core memories that you're I love the outdoors, and this is why. Right. You know, there's just so many things to do. That's where I was getting to. There's so many things to do. There's always going to be something else. Yeah, there know? definitely is. And that's true, though, because 
I mean, you take them out fishing and you're there for long enough. Once they get to the point where they're kind of like, can I do something else? Some parents will be like, no, we're here to go right. fishing. Yeah. But if you let them, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, what do you want to go do? Do you want to go check out the hiking trails? Do you want to go look for birds? And if you kind of let them guide you a little bit instead of just having one strict path when you're out, mm-hmm. it makes the experience more enjoyable for the entire family. Oh, yeah. I also find that ahead of time, if you kind of look up, like, what kind of plants or animals might be at the park, you can actually put together a type of scavenger hunt to have your kids go on where they can make a checklist of, uh, I saw some rabbit tracks. I found this flower or a bird of this color. So you can have that already in your pack for when they start getting bored or want something to do. You can pull it out and be like, let's do this fun scavenger hunt together, which engages them on the trip and with nature, and they'll learn something new. Um, So, Luna, we've talked about your blog, and we said that we would put that link in the show notes. Um, But there are lots of things that you have going on that try to encourage families to get outside and enjoy the outdoors. What do you have going on right now? At the moment, I actually put together a large Arizona family giveaway prize pack. There's going to be three different winners, and each one includes certificates to a restaurant, some places to check out with the kids, like the Children's Museum. And then there's also a couple day park passes for any Arizona State Park, which I think is awesome since you're not limited to just one. They can kind of look around or even look at some of the suggestions that I've visited and kind of pick out their favorite and then go see it. Uh, that is going to be posted around the same time the podcast comes out. It'll last for about three weeks. And then the winner will be picked. That way they can get out before it starts getting too hot out and really enjoy the weather in the different parks. Okay. Well, how do people win? Uh, they'll go on there and there's what's called a raffle copter form. It's easy. You just plug it in with your Facebook account. And then you do different things to earn X amount of entries. Like you'll leave a comment on the post, like telling me what your favorite park is or why you like being outdoors. And then they can earn extra entries for, you know, like following my Facebook page or just simple things. And then when it's over, I go into the form itself and it will pick a winner for me. Nice. That way I don't have to sit there and be like, how do I choose? Right, right. So then it'll generate your email address for me and I'll reach out to the winner and be like, hey, you won. Can you provide me with your address and I'll ship out your prize back? Nice. So yeah. pretty and easy, these simple. packages are no slouches. I mean, they're valued over $200 is what I was seeing. So people want these. You, <laughs> there's, it's not just the passes but, um, to the parks. There's a lot of fun things. But, you know, that brings up a good point that when you go for a family adventure like a camping trip, you don't have to just stay in one place at one park you can plan little excursions to nearby things and if your kids are tired and they need a break maybe it's time to have like family dinner at a nearby restaurant or something (laughs) yeah there are a lot of parks that are close to stuff like that especially a dead horse because it's in the middle of cottonwood so even if they don't necessarily want to play at the playground that's at dead horse state park two minutes up the road there's an actual park that has a skate park, a dog park, a playground. There's all kinds of stuff. And there's a lot of great restaurants not too far. And then you got Jerome up the hill, which you can go check out another state park. You can go to the Haunted Hamburger. Like, there's all That's kinds of one. fun things. Yep. 
Nice. Yeah, we have not, um, we're no strangers to ordering a pizza once in a while when we're at the campsite, <laughs> especially if it's in the winter and we're tenting and we just feel a little chilly and not like cooking that night. Um, yeah, so I think it's important to remember you're not, you know, stuck with no things to do. There's plenty of opportunities to explore. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm the same way. Uh, sometimes we enjoy cooking at the campsite. Other times it's definitely a lot better to get something. Last time we got barbecue and brought it back to our cabin. It was nice to just sit down and have a meal already ready after a long day of hiking and fishing. Totally. If you were to give um, one piece of advice to families who are interested in camping um, with their kids, what would that be? I definitely say preparing beforehand is the best thing to do. 100%. You don't need a ton of stuff to go out. You really just need the basics. You don't necessarily have to bring the whole kitchen and the kitchen sink, if you know what I mean. Um, Usually when we go out, especially camping, it's just, you know, make sure to bring something warm. You bring your tent. If you're planning on cooking, it's good to prepare some of your food ahead of time. Trash bags are always good to bring. That way you're not leaving trash in the parks. That's one of my number one things. And then we also make sure to bring some chairs and some firewood. Other than that, we don't necessarily need too much. So that's definitely what I'd recommend. Just be prepared beforehand. Know what you're getting into. That's awesome. Okay, so Luna, we appreciate you being here today and sharing your insight on uh, camping with families and how you you do the outdoors. You know, so um, I'm just gonna you know shout out to the listeners that you know Luna's blog is pretty active and you get a lot of comments on there and there's a lot of people on there and there's a lot of really killer outdoor info on there. So just uh, click on the the link in the show notes and then get in on this contest to win some of this really cool stuff. Yep, definitely. Uh, We're always looking for new places to check out in Arizona and post. That way people have places to go. And then I also post stuff outside of Arizona. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. All right. See you on the trail. (laughs) See you out there. Well, there you have it. That was a great episode. I loved hearing from those different guests. We hope that you're ready to get outside with your family and make unforgettable memories. And if there's one thing we would like to hit home on is that there are infinite ways families can enjoy the outdoors and figuring out which way is right for you and your family is part of the fun. Get out there and try these tips from experienced outdoor families and gain outdoor confidence with each trip. All that's left is to load the kids up and start exploring. Let's go. Let's go.